today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, the United States has taken a hard line in the opening uh, volley in the NAFTA talks. Those got underway yesterday, of course. And uh, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Leitzinger is, uh, well, basically going after the deal and saying it's cost thousands and thousands of American jobs and uh, it's got to be fixed immediately tomorrow. Well, he didn't use French, but, you know, since it's the Canadian delegation. Uh, joining us to talk about this, Marvin Ryder, of course, from the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University here in Hamilton. Marvin, how are you doing this morning? I'm fine, thank you. I'm surprised Jacob didn't use a little ACDC highway to hell to introduce this segment. <laughs> that, if, may, that may be later in the discussion. It might be, but given how firm Mr. Lighthizer was yesterday, it did come as a as a shock to many people. Listen, before we get into that, uh, uh, you guys have got to be walking pretty proud at McMaster these days. I, I know you heard about this story, but... Uh, the uh, university rankings, international rankings, wrote, and McMaster is not only in the top 100, it's number 66. And you guys are 66 with a bullet, Marvin. I mean, that's that's uh, and and number three in Canada right now. That's yeah. a pretty proud day. We like to think of ourselves as a Desposito of the uh, <laughs> uh, of the university world. Well, it is. It's a great compliment. We really bat above our weight. We're a medium-sized university, but if you look at the research strengths of the university, they rival all of the very top and largest universities in Canada. That's no small thanks to the medical school, but I'd be remiss if I didn't also include people like engineering and science, uh, even business, humanities, social sciences. They all uh, do an awful lot of research, very important research, and that's what helps build an international reputation. Teaching is important, too, but that really is focused more domestically. On the international scale, it's your research interests that help build a reputation, and we do very well there. Absolutely, and, and even in the Canadian rankings, as we mentioned, uh, they're number three right now. You actually outrank McGill, uh, which is an incredible university, too. It shows that bigger isn't always best, but uh, kudos to everybody, and, and to, to Patrick Dean and, and to all the, uh, the staff of, at the university that work so sure hard. i to pass that along. Anyway, let's let's get into what happened yesterday in right. Washington. Um, I I like the uh, the delegation. I like Christia Freeland. I think she's a, a very capable individual. She's uh, the one who's kind of heading this thing from the Canadian standpoint. We mentioned uh, Lighting's Lighting rather uh, yesterday. Uh, I, I I like the characterization, Marvin, and I wanted to get your comments about this. Uh, of one headline I saw that uh, U.S. begins talks with bombast and misinformation. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts, please. Well, look, I, I'm not actually sure why the press is quite reacting the way it is. What did you think he was going to say when he started the negotiations yesterday? On July 18th, they released a list of, of points that they wanted to use to start the negotiations, and they're all America first points. You know, a simple example, Bill, uh, America says we want access to bid on infrastructure projects in the provinces and in the country of Canada, but we don't want to give you any access to our federal projects or state projects. Is that okay with you? And, of course, our answer is going to be no, it's not okay with us. Likewise, they say they've got a dispute resolution. We have a dispute resolution mechanism. Well, we in the United States, we don't like it. Uh, we would like American judges to resolve all disputes. Is that okay with you, Canada? No, it's not going to be okay with us. So he came out ball guns a-blazing yesterday, as we expected him to. That's typical of their starting position. But this negotiation is going to take place over months. I, I think it could actually go quickly, like six to eight months. But if the Americans choose to take a hard line, it could take 18 to 24 months. And, Bill, I'll also tell you now, I'm looking at my crystal ball, and there are going to be moments where the whole thing's going to look like it's going to collapse. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say they're meeting in Guadalajara, 
And the next thing you know, the Americans say, well, if that's the way you feel about it, we're leaving. We're going to just march out. Or maybe the Canadian delegation will march out. It's all part of the grand theater of these negotiations that are going to take place, almost all of it behind closed doors as well. So all you saw yesterday was a little grip and grin at the beginning. They all shook hands. They all had their introductory speeches. And then the press were let out of the room. And the talks begin. And they're probably going to start where we have the most common ground. And then we'll work to the harder things as we go along. There's going to be weeks where it looks like we've got some victories. There'll be weeks where it looks like we're losing. It will only be when we get to the end of the finish line that we'll know what's going on. Just again, quickly in parallel, this Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now, I know it's dead, but this was between 12 nations. It took five years to negotiate. Meetings were held in every one of the 12 countries that were members of TPP. And sometimes the meetings seem to go all sweetness and light, and other times they seem to be sad and dreary. They eventually got to a deal. Yes, America ultimately rejected it, but that's the, what the process we're looking for here. This is not going to be quick or easy or simple. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.